Welcome to the Simpler Business Podcast, where we talk about ways to do what you love and serve your people in a way that brings you income and freedom. I'm your host, Marissa Roberts. Join me as I chat with my favorite entrepreneurs about how they simplify their biz so that you can simplify yours. Hello, lovely. I'm back with another solo episode today, and we're going to talk about how I set my business up so I could take a break without sacrificing the growth of my business and sales, and how you can too. Thank you so much for the lovely feedback you gave me on my last solo episode where I talked about what it felt like to go on a two-week break and have my business run itself while I was away. A lot of you have mentioned that that was a really fun one to listen to and it really helped you break out of that mindset of I have to be on all the time or on call all the time as a business owner or entrepreneur. So that was really cool feedback to receive. And if you find these episodes helpful, I'd love you to let me know. You can leave a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. It really makes my day to hear your feedback and your thoughts on what I share here on the podcast. I want it to be a place that you can go to for inspiration and ideas on ways that you can simplify your business. So to know that you're finding it a fun and helpful listen makes me so happy. And I'm always on Instagram too at Marissa Roberts Official. So if you want to come over there and send me a DM or comment and let me know what you're liking about the podcast, what you'd like to hear more of on the podcast. Yeah, I would really love to hear from you. So yes, I had no internet access on my two-week Abraham Hicks cruise in November. We went to beautiful New Zealand and I completely unplugged while I was on that cruise. It was wonderful and my business was able to run smoothly without me thanks to a few clever strategies and systems. I spent three days straight on that cruise, lying on a deck chair, by the pool, reading books, taking naps, and then I would just go to the restaurant and have something to eat whenever I felt like it. And that was it for three days straight. That's all I did. And I loved every minute of it. And it was a 14-day cruise, so I also did other fun things, shows, trivia, activities on the cruise. We had the Abraham Hicks workshops. There were four of those during the cruise, and they were wonderful. And, of course, I did get off the ship a couple of times to go and check out gorgeous New Zealand. It was just so relaxing. And to know that my business wasn't on hold, wasn't stalled while I was away, felt really, really good. So today I'm going to go into more detail on those systems and tools and strategies that I used to be able to take that break and have my business keep running smoothly while I was away. We're going to talk about how I handled content creation because that is the key to my business growth, how I handled sales and how I handled customer service when I was away, not touching anything in my business at all. So let's jump right in. Everything in my business revolves around email. I sell my digital products, my consults, and my VIP days via email. So along with my already existing automated sales funnels for my VIP days and my mini courses, I also wrote and scheduled emails promoting a bundle sale that was happening while I was away and also other ones promoting my weekly podcast episodes. That was a bit of a job. I had to block some time out to batch those before I left so that I could get them all written out and done. But when you're participating in bundles and summits, 
And sales that come in, I'll get affiliate payments for those. And so the creator of the bundle or the summit will always have swipe copy for their affiliates. So that wasn't actually that hard a job. I just took the swipe copy and I wanted to tailor it to suit me and my personality and my business and my audience. So I would then tweak that copy, but it gave me a good starting point. So I didn't have to sit down and think, okay, where am I going to begin with this email, with this series of emails? So that was really, really helpful. And for my podcast emails, I have a template that I use over and over and over again. And so what I can do is go into ConvertKit, which is the system that I use for any emails that go to my list. I just go into ConvertKit and I go to a previous broadcast that I've sent before and I duplicate that and then I write over the top of it. So I keep that really, really basic, the same template every time when I'm promoting a podcast episode and templates that I'm given as an affiliate by bundle and summit creators. And yeah, that takes out a lot of time and effort, but it still provides a high quality experience for people on my email list. So that was how I managed that kind of thing. So sales, promos, the easiest way to do that is to write your emails before you go and to find a simple way to do it. And templates are my answer for that. And I made sure that I included a PS at the bottom of each of those emails saying that I was away for two weeks without internet access because I did want to make sure I had something there for people who might reply to those emails as they get sent out over time while I'm away. Sometimes people have a question that they ask me. Sometimes people go, oh, thank you. That was really helpful. I'm going to do this, this, this now as a result of reading that email. I get some really good feedback when people just hit reply to those emails and questions come in as well. So I wanted to make sure that before they actually hit reply, they would see that I was away and that I had scheduled these emails to go out because I didn't want them to miss anything fun. And that's what I included in that PS. It was, hey, I'm excited. It was a couple of emojis with like a cruise ship and a, <laughs> I think that island emoji with the deck chair and the um, umbrella, if I'm remembering right, or it might not be an umbrella, it might be a palm tree on an island. But anyway, I put a couple of fun emojis in there. I was excited in my PS to say that I was taking time off. I wasn't apologetic. I wasn't overly businesslike. It was like talking to a friend and saying, hey, I'm so excited. I'm going to be away from this date to this date. I'll have no internet access. And then I went into, but don't worry because most of the things that you guys ask me are answered here on my contact page. If you can't find the answer on there, I will catch up with you when I get back. So I was nice and breezy with how I delivered that. I covered how they could find an answer to any questions in the meantime. And actually, we'll talk more about that contact page later. I want to go into more detail about that because that's a really helpful strategy. Um, but yeah, basically, it told people what to expect, when to expect to hear back from me and a backup option if they needed anything while I was away. And then I had a one-liner at the bottom of that PS that said, don't forget to take time off for yourself this year too, because um, that's what we do here. We find simpler ways to run our business so that we have more freedom. We have more downtime. We have time to relax and enjoy our lives. So it makes sense that I include that as an encouraging note in the PS at the end of my emails as well. Now, if you're looking to do something similar, if you want to take time off from your business, and I know a lot of you are thinking about doing that because it's you know, it's mid-December 2022 here. Um, we're coming into the Christmas and holiday season. And I know a lot of you want to take time off in that week or two, you know, at the end of December going into January. So if you want to, you can use mine as a template. I've got a link in the show notes for you that will take you to my version of that little PS at the end of the email and also my out-of-office message, um, which was very, very similar. 
so that if you would like to, you can just copy and tweak that to suit you and your business and your audience so that you have a nice, quick and easy strategy to help you take time off as well. So check the show notes for that link. You are more than welcome to use that. It's just a simple little Google Doc and you can hit file, make a copy and then write over the top of it from there. So yeah, have a look for that. Now, speaking of other things via email, I organize podcast guest recording sessions via email. as in when those episodes are ready, I let my guests know via email. So before I left, not only did I need to edit and upload and schedule three podcast episodes so that they would go out on the right days while I was away, I also needed to write and schedule emails to my guests so that on the day that their episode went live, I could also email them without needing to actually touch it myself on the day. They would receive an email from me that said, hey, your episode of the Simpler Business podcast is live. Here is a link and a promo blurb if you want to share it with your community. And here are some images in case you'd like to share graphics on social media or add a little graphic to your as seen in page on your website. Every guest throughout the year gets that email once their episode goes live. But because I was away without internet access, I had to schedule those to go out too. So those ones I did not do via ConvertKit. I did them via Gmail. I use Google Workspace. You can find it in my Simpler Business Tools page on my website. Just go to resources and then you'll find that. So you can check that out if you want to. I love Google Workspace and I love, you know, Gmail's a part of that. Google Drive is a part of that. Google Forms, Google Sheets, Google Docs. It all runs so smoothly. It's never had downtime. It's very user-friendly. I'm not very techie, but I want things to work smoothly without having to spend a lot of time learning how to use them. Google Workspace and Gmail ticks all those boxes for me. So if you want to check that out, you can on my website, or actually I'll put a link in the show notes. So you can just click once and you'll get there. You don't have to go and click on a lot of pages on my website. We want to make things easy. But yeah, basically what I did was with my podcast guests, I use Gmail because it's coming from my personal inbox. It's not an email that I'm sending as a blast to my whole list. So Gmail is the system I use there. And basically I just wrote out the email and on Gmail they have, instead of the send button, you've got your send button down the bottom and then there's a little drop down box. You can click on that and select schedule send instead. So I write everything out ahead of time and then I just plug in the date and time that I want to send that email to that guest and that's when they receive it. And I make sure I schedule it to go out after their episode goes live, like on the same day or the day after I think I might have done. They all say the same thing. It's a template email that I fill in all the details for and it's really, really easy. The only tricky part I found with that is normally in that email, I'll say, here's a link to your episode and I share the direct link because when you publish an episode on your podcast, you then get a direct link on the platform. To I use anchor.fm and I can get a Spotify link straight away to the live episode. And so normally I would copy and paste that Spotify link into that email to the guest and say, here's the link to listen and share. But because I was away and I was scheduling the episodes to go live while I had no internet access, I don't get that direct link to the episode until it goes live. So I needed a link to share with my podcast guests beforehand because I couldn't give them direct links on the day. Now they can go and find it themselves, but I don't like to give them more work. So the workaround that I employed for that was I just gave them the link to the actual show on Spotify because on the day that the episode goes live and on the day they would receive that email from me saying their episode was live, if they click on the show link, their episode is right up the top. 
nice and easy, easy to find. And then the following week, that guest, their episode would be right up the top. And then the following week, that guest's episode will be right on the top, right? So everybody gets the show link, but on the day they receive the email and click on the link, their episode is the top one featured on the top of my Spotify show page (laughs) on the platform. So that's how I did the workaround for that. So it's not perfect, but it's doable. And that's what we do for simpler business is we let go of the need of perfection and we find a workaround and we think to ourselves, how do I make this easier? How can I make this work in a way that's easy for me and the other person, even if it's not perfect? And that was my solution for that one. Now, I didn't actually send any future guest invitations or pitches to have people come on my podcast while I was away because I already have plenty of episodes recorded from now until the end of the year. But just as a little side note in case you find it helpful, usually throughout the year when I do invite guests to come onto the show, I have a template email and automated booking process for that so that I'm not going back and forth a hundred times on email, asking people and then trying to lock in a date and time for their podcast recording. There are lots of systems out there for this, but the one that I found to be the most gorgeous along with the most simple and easy to use is Book Like a Boss. You can set up your page to look beautiful, to match your branding. There's lots of white space in the templates. It's easy for people to pick a date and time. You can add a little uh, before and after message for when they book in. It looks really nice. It's easy for everyone to use. And then it sends a confirmation email to me and to the guest. So Book Like a Boss is amazing for that. So that is a system I use. I'm going to leave a link in the show notes in case you want to check it out. Because if you use a booking system, you're not going back and forth over email anymore trying to lock in a date and time with your podcast guest. And it's not just podcasts that this is helpful for. VIP days, consults, I book all of those in via Book Like a Boss because for my paid things, they can actually pick the date and time and then they pay on the Book Like a Boss screen and then it sets up a Zoom meeting automatically. I don't even have to go into Zoom. And so interviews, VIP days, consults, they're all covered by the system without me having to actually touch it other than the initial outreach email. Hey, would you like to be on the show? So that's really, really handy. I'll leave a link in the show notes to that so you can check it out. Over this past year, it has saved so many hours of work. I love it. Okay, so still on email, how do I handle customer service while I'm gone? I was a little bit worried about this one because while I was away, I thought, what if I get inquiries or support requests or even complaints while I was gone or refund requests? So I'm going to walk you through my thought process for that and how I handled it. Luckily, I didn't get any complaints or refund requests, but you still got to think about that sort of thing if you're going to take a break because that's a bad experience if you're away and somebody has that happen and they just don't hear from you at all and they don't know when they're going to hear from you and they just think that they've gone down a rabbit hole and got lost somewhere. We don't want that to happen. But I also didn't want to employ an assistant just for the time I was away to handle those requests for me. I know if you have a bigger business and you've already got staff, you might do that, but I'm a person who loves systems. I don't like to train and micromanage people. I do have processes for delegating and I I work with contractors on projects and I outsource specific tasks at times when I need to, but the majority of my business is based on simple systems that work smoothly and letting go of the need to be perfect. So yeah, let's walk you through how I handle it. So uh, how long ago was it? I can't remember how long ago it was. 
was it months? Was it years? I don't know. But anyway, I developed a nice, easy strategy. Where did I learn it from? I can't even remember when I learned it, but I'll share with you a few examples of this. Basically, so that I could handle common inquiries, I set up my email so that it would give people a message. We've talked about the PS already with when I'm returning and in that little PS and my out of office as well and my email signature, it told people when to expect me to return and then said, but hey, if your answer, if your inquiry isn't answered via my contact page, I'll catch up with you when I return. The link to my contact page was really, really key strategy when I was away in terms of customers' inquiries because on the contact page on my website, I'll leave a link in the show notes so you can click it, but on the contact page, it covers all of the inquiries I've received in the past, all of the things that pop through regularly, all of the things that I get asked about are all answered on that page. So my little email out of office, my email signature, the PS, all shows people that they can go to that contact page for an answer to most of their inquiries. Let's talk about what actually shows up on that page. Um, Where should I start? It includes boundaries and next steps for things like speaking requests, podcast guesting invites. A really, really big one is it includes course login links so that my mini course students, my signature mastermind and course students can't, if they can't remember how to access their course, on the contact page, it has a link. You can log into the simple podcast program here. You can log into easy emails here and so on. I used to get a ton of email requests from course students. I've got hundreds of course students now. And I would get a lot of requests in the past saying, hey, I, I can't remember where I actually log in. How do I find the course so I can log in and do it? Because people tend to buy courses and not take action on them straight away. And I do the same. So I understand. And if someone's gone through and they're being really efficient with their email inbox, they'll likely have deleted the email I send them when they first buy the program that says, here's where you can log in. So on my contact page, I have a list of all of the login links to my courses. If they're an existing student that has paid for the course, it's not the sales page, it's the login page. So they can log in there. And I use Thrivecart Learn as my course platform now. Teachable is still good. Teachable is still a great option for you, but it's more expensive than Thrivecart Learn over the long run. And Thrivecart Learn is more user-friendly and looks really, really good. So that's my top recommendation for hosting your courses. So basically what happens is they go to my contact page, they click on the login link, they go to Thrivecart uh, to the login page, and if they've forgotten their password or their username, it has a link there to help them out with that. I don't do any of that myself anymore. It's all covered by the system. And I find that so handy because when I first started creating courses, I thought I had to go into WordPress and create a site and a course platform myself and handle tech support all by myself. And I am not a techie person. I don't know much coding. It was a terrible solution. Thank goodness there are platforms like Thrivecart Learn now that make that easier. If you want to check out that platform for your courses, just go to my resources page on my website. Oh, actually, I'll leave a link in the show notes um, so that you can use it. It's one payment for Thrivecart. So in a year of using Teachable, for example, you'll pay more than you will paying one payment for forever access as many courses as you want on Thrivecart much, much better. It's an affiliate link on my website. So I get a commission if you decide to use it, but so handy. So I'll leave a note so you can, a link in the show notes so you can check that out. So basically we've covered what 
what people normally ask me when they want me to speak for them. We've covered course logins for students on the contact page. I also have my bio and a link to my most recent professional headshots on my contact page so that anyone that I'm working with for joint ventures, for collaborations, if they need to create their promotional material while I'm away, that is accessible for them there. And then the other thing I have on my contact page is links for booking in for my consults or my VIP days because I was getting a lot of email inquiries about those in the past as well. Hey, how can I work with you? Can you share how we can work together? Well, it's all on that page now. So yeah, it's easier to actually see it. So I'll leave a link to that page in the show notes and you can go and check it out. Now, I was quite lucky I had no course refund requests at all while I was away, Um, but if I had, my out-of-office would have let the sender know when to expect to hear back from me. As a last resort, they also have a chargeback option, so if they really needed the money that they'd paid for my program while I was away, they could do that. Now, that's more expensive for me on my hand. On my end, I I basically pay double. (laughs) They get their refund, and then I have to pay admin fees for that. And it's not a great experience for them or for me, but it's also doable and it's better than them not having a refund at all during that time. So while it wasn't perfect, it's not ideal. It is an option. And I was confident that that would help out while I was gone. But yeah, I had no refund request while I was away. So it didn't actually happen. Um, I don't, speaking of refunds, I don't take them personally if they do happen. It's a normal part of doing business. So if you're somebody who's worried about refund requests for your own mini courses and programs, don't stress about it. We all have the occasional refund request. We just kind of work it into our business model and our projections for the year in terms of sales and income. And I encourage you to do that too. It's a normal part of doing business. All right. So that's email. Whew. It's a long episode already. I also needed to cover social media while I was away, so I'll give you a quick run through on what I did. I kept it really, really, really simple. Spoiler alert, I didn't do much. I chose just two platforms that I was going to schedule my content to while I was away, and that is Instagram and Facebook, and that's because those are the ones that I use the most when I'm actually in and active in my business. So it made sense to use them while I was away. Now, I do use TikTok, I do use LinkedIn as part of my business model, but I am not nearly as consistent on those as I am on Instagram. And with Facebook, Instagram will auto-publish to Facebook whenever I publish on Instagram. So that's why Facebook was so easy as well. So I just mainly I focused on Instagram and Facebook was a nice, easy follow-through with auto-posting that mirrored the same posts I did on Insta. Now, on Instagram, if you go to my profile, you'll see that I always have a permanent nine grid. So you know how we have, we can post pictures on Instagram and then they update and yeah, no, I don't have that. I have nine photos on my feed, on my profile page, and I update the captions in those photos, but I don't add new photos usually myself because I'm terrible at posting to my feed consistently. It's a fantastic option for anyone like me. If you prefer to post reels and stories instead of feed posts, then set up your Instagram profile page with your with nine or 12 images that just stay there like a portfolio for your business. On my permanent nine grid, I have, here's how you can work with me, you know, an introductory post. Here's how you can work with me. Here are some freebies you can get. Here's my usual offer and, you know, and encouraging them to DM me if they want to work with me. Here's my podcast. So all of those nine posts are useful and strategic and yeah, they work really, really well. 
I also have what's happening this month and that's where I actually went in and told people I'm going on a cruise. I'll be away. I'm promoting this bundle while I'm away. I have these guests coming up on the podcast. You can listen to them on this date and this date. So my what's happening this month post on my permanent nine grid on Instagram covered all of that for me. And then I just boosted that post to my stories on the day that I was leaving before I lost internet access so that people knew that page was updated. If you want to learn about that permanent nine grid, I'm going to leave you a link to Victoria Boyd's $9 social sales system program because I learned that strategy through Victoria. She made it super easy for me to learn how to do that and I found it really helpful. So check the show notes for a link on how to create an Instagram strategy that doesn't in, doesn't need to involve you 24-7 in the running of it. Yeah, I'll leave a link to that. Okay, great. So yeah, it was too difficult for me to schedule reels and stories to Instagram while I was away because I don't have access to real scheduling, reels (laughs) scheduling on Instagram in the app yet. And trying to schedule stories in the meta business suite is painful. So I decided to keep it really simple and just schedule a few feed posts for the podcast guest episodes and bundle sales promotions and leave it at that. So while I was away, I had the nine grid and then over the two weeks, three more pictures popped up on top of that to promote my guest episodes, bundle sales, that sort of thing. And then when I came back, I archived those posts and I went back to reels and stories like I normally do and just had the nine photos on there. So that covered social media while I was away because every time I scheduled in a post for my Instagram, Facebook would post that automatically too. So nice and easy. And that was it. And yeah, that was the whole lot. They covered everything. That covered how I did my content for consistent growth. So the social media, how I did my sales, that was automated emails. My evergreen funnel is already going. So that takes care of most of that and my scheduled emails took care of the bundle promo and simple customer service is mostly my contact page with a little ps or out of office or email signature link to the contact page and that was it it can really be that easy when you're running an online business it really can We tend to think that we have to make things overly complex or complicated and we have to kind of plan for every tiny little thing that might go wrong while we're away, but actually we're extending a lot of energy into that when we may not need to use it. There were no upheavals while I was gone. There were no big problems while I was gone. And I remember thinking before I left on the cruise, What's the absolute worst case scenario that I can think of? And for me, it was asking for refunds. And I thought, well, the chargeback option is available as a last resort. So that was covered. There was no risk that my business would completely die while I was gone. I'd just be a little bit quieter for two weeks. And if I framed that on social media before I left, and if I let people know in my emails that I was gone, it's not going to be the big up people that a lot of people think it's going to be. It really can be this easy when you're running your business. And I encourage you to set up a simple email and social strategy, set up some frequently asked questions and answers to inquiries on your contact page and head off and have your own little break as well. I hope you found this episode interesting and helpful (laughs) 
And if you're ready for next steps in simplifying your business, I would love to invite you to join me for the Simpler Business Mastermind in 2023. We're going to follow a step-by-step pathway together designed specifically for business owners and entrepreneurs who are ready for more income and more freedom. It's time to let go of the busy work that you do in your business that doesn't actually get you results. We want to free you up to focus on just the actions that are going to move your business forward. So we're going to have one focus every month with simple actions that you can take easily. I have templates for you. I'll give you support. Everything's going to be so much easier when you focus on one area each month and you've got things to help you take action on it. You'll get more results with less work and you're going to enjoy more ease and flow in your business next year. This is the year that you'll get to work in a way that feels good for you. You can create automated income streams to take the pressure of selling and you can grow your business without burnout. So I'm really excited to have this going on in the Simpler Business Mastermind next year. And I would love for you to be a part of it too. If you feel called to bring more ease and flow into your business, I would love for you to join us. And I'm going to leave a link in the show notes so you can check out the mastermind in more detail. I have a list of everything we're going to cover every month from January to December. And if you sign up, I think it's before December 15. So if you're listening to this episode on the day it goes live, hurry if you want to join us in the mastermind because early birds get as a bonus gift and they get access, permanent access, lifetime access to all of my mini courses. It's $800 worth of mini courses, totally free. If you sign up for the mastermind as an early bird, just as a little thank you gift for taking the time to plan out your year ahead and take action on something that's going to help you out. So yeah, if you want to find out more about the mastermind, go ahead and click the link in the show notes and I'll be back in a few days with another interview episode, really, really fun one that I think is going to help you out with more ideas on simplifying your business. So yeah, it's been fun. Thank you for joining me today and I will see you in the next episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Simpler Business Podcast. If you did, please subscribe, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. There's a link in the show notes to make it nice and easy for you, just the way we like it. If you're ready to simplify and scale your business, you can get started with my free audio class at marissaroberts.com. See you next time.